everyone. Welcome to AMO Radio. Um, this afternoon, we'll be speaking with Jamie Markle of FMW Publishing uh, and Media. I'm, and I just wanted to take a few seconds to let everyone know Kevin is traveling. He uh, had to go out of town kind of, um, I wouldn't say the very last minute, but he is uh, out in California and doing some camping. So uh, where he is at, actually there are no cell phones, so he can't call in. But I did want to let everyone know that our next show on August 19th, 12 noon Eastern, it'll be 9 a.m. Pacific, we're actually going to be doing a show where we're going to focus on um, asking Kevin questions. Uh, so if you have any uh, questions that you ever wanted to ask Kevin McPherson, now's the time to do that. Um, how you can submit questions is there's a, a blog out on our website, artistmentorsonline.com, uh, and you can leave a comment there or you can send it to us via the Contact Us form on the website. Uh, or you can, if you know my email, you can send them to me directly, uh, cincyredhead at gmail.com. Um, and then what we're going to do is Kevin and I will come through those questions. We're hoping we get a great response to this. If we do um, and we can't fit all the questions into our 30-minute show, what we're going to end up doing is probably scheduling another show where we can answer the rest of the questions. So please feel free to drop a line uh, to us and ask those questions to Kevin. Anything you ever wanted to ask Kevin about painting. So I guess I ought to put that parameter on it, about painting, <laughs> or about his career. That would be um, certainly appropriate as well. Um, there's a couple new things. Kevin and I met uh, over the last two weeks and talked about ammo a lot. Uh, so we have a lot of new and exciting things coming up in the year, one of which um, for our members we'll be posting some studies of past masters. Uh, basically, these are analysis of their art, kind of looking at a painting and saying, this is what was really great about it, this is kind of what holds your interest, things like that. And then we're also uh, going to be having a, a number of changes to the site. For the Aspire members that are out there and listening, uh, there's been a couple questions coming in about when do I, you know, when do I re-up, when do I re-up. Um, all of that will be answered in September. If you're currently an Aspire member, you're you, we're gonna and you signed up when we started out last year. We're gonna let you stay on until September. And when we make the announcement about the the new changes that we have uh, in store, then you'll have a chance to re up. So don't worry about your um, you know your memberships at this point. All is all is fine. So with that in mind, I would like to bring in at this point uh, Jamie Markle. Hi, Jamie. Hi, Linda. Um, I just want to also say, Jamie, you're a publisher with F&W Media. How, That's how correct. Long have you, uh, okay, how long have you been with F&W? So I've been with F&W since 2000, so just about a little over 11 years, or just about 11 years. And I started as an associate editor on the fine art book team working on Northlight Books. Before that, I am um, I was in a product development office <coughs> in the um, women's fashion industry, actually. So I learned a lot about how to develop new products that worked right for specific consumers. And I decided to leave that business in 2000 and come to F&W because I wanted to return to my first love, which was art. 
I have a degree in painting um, with a minor in drawing from Xavier University here in Cincinnati. And I really wanted to get back into the art community. And this has been a great way to do that. Um, over the 11 years, I've had a variety of jobs at F&W, starting in the editorial team. Um, from being an editor, I went to be an acquisitions editor, where I worked with uh, artists to develop book ideas uh, that would work for our art instruction market. Um, I was with Northlight for about eight years, and in that time I was an acquisitions editor. I was then became the editorial director where I was in charge of the program plan for books, which is really it's about finding the right balance, um, the right ideas, and the right authors who can write our instruction books for us. So that was, I always say that that was probably um, the most fun I've ever had in a job because all I got to do was work with artists every day and come up with ideas and be very creative about how to convey that information to our readers. Like after that, that I was, yes. it, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was great. And after that, I became the publisher of Northlight um, until 2008 when we restructured here at FNW. And we decided that we wanted each of our um, what we call communities, or you could also think about them as areas of business, we wanted them to all be under one leadership. So basically, I went from being the book publisher to being the publisher of all of the art properties at F&W. So I not only see, oversee books now, I also oversee the magazines, our websites, our video content, basically any content that's print or digital these days. Wow. You have a lot on your plate. <laughs> I do have a lot on my plate. It, it keeps me hopping, and it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, basically, I'm in charge of running the business, so I that means I get to run the financial side. Um, so I partner with our trade salespeople in our book department, so the people who sell our books to Barnes & Noble and Amazon and Borders and all of those independents out there. Um, also, um, I work with our circulation department for magazines and our advertising team, our e-media people, and our e-commerce people, because uh, F&W is pretty unique for a media company where we sell direct-to-consumer as well as through all the traditional outlets where you would find books. So that's about half of my job, and the other half is I direct the content. So I get to work with my team of editors and designers who they actually run the magazines and the editorial director for books and videos. I work very closely with the people who are in charge of developing the content for each of those properties. So that's more the fun part of my job um, where I get to really still have my hands in um, to some extent about what we're producing for our consumers. And then the, the okay, third so part is kind of – oh, go ahead. I was going to say, so I get this vision, you know, when you said you worked in the fashion industry and then you came to work, you know, for your first love, which is, you know, art and uh, your passion for art. I get this picture of, of this, you know, the Devil Wears Prada thing. So you're sitting, these, are you the one that's sitting in the end of the table and you're going, no, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Every time somebody has an idea. <laughs> Sometimes, yes, I am that person who says, no, I don't think so. Yes, hopefully I'm a little bit um, <laughs> nicer than Meryl Streep was, but I, I do sure get to are. have the final say, or most most of the time I get to have the final say. Yeah. And then the other part of my job is, you know, I'm sort of the external face of the art community here at F&W, so I work with our external business partners to some extent and also our consumers. So if you were to call the company and you wanted to know something about art, you've got a pretty good chance that you're going to end up in my phone queue. So um, so all in all, it's very fun, very fun. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I do know that when I worked with Kevin uh, on Reflections on a Pond, um, you know, it's, it's, it can almost sometimes seem daunting because I think F&W is probably, are you guys the biggest art publisher out there? We're definitely number one when it comes to art instruction. We publish more um, magazines and we have the highest circulation as well as probably the most books these days about art instruction. And the thing that makes us unique is there are certainly, we have some very competent competitors, but I think we're unique in that we have so much under one roof that we are really able to optimize um, and, and put artists, through different channels, whether it be a book or a magazine or a book and a DVD or online or, or whatnot. I feel like we really are um, sort of a one-stop place for art instruction and 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 more. Right. And, and when we, um, you know, when I did contact you about Reflections on a Pond, it was very, very easy to work with. And actually, we, as you know, have been published a couple times in, in the Artist Magazine. So, and Chris has been great to work with. So very talented staff, very uh, accommodating and, and helpful staff as well. And and I do appreciate the, the time you came up and you interviewed Kevin. Was that the first time you met Kevin? No, I'd met Kevin a couple times before. He'd actually have a, an exhibition here in Cincinnati, I want to say in 01 or 02. Uh, he and his wife were here. His wife also um, had some work up, so I was able to meet them for lunch one day. So it was great to meet him um, here. And then we visited his home in Taos. I want to say in 2009, we were able to stop by for um, to see his his studio and his art collection and just take in the beauty of the landscape up in New Mexico. Right. So another part of Jamie's job on that day was Jamie was the interviewer, and I believe that that interview is still up on the Artist Network. Um, at least I have a link to it. So also the reflections on a pond page, so you can see Jamie being an interviewer too. So <laughs> yeah, I wear a lot of hats. <laughs> yep, you do. <laughs> okay, so uh, tell us a little bit about what's new at, at F and W. You've got uh, the Artist Network and the Artist Magazine and Northlight Books. Are there uh, anything that artists should be aware of that's coming out that you want to talk to them about? Sure. You know, aside from having our, you know, our magazines are published very regularly. The Artist Magazine comes out ten times a year. Um, Pastel Journal and Watercolor Artist come out every other month. So, you know, we've always got new magazines on the shelves, and we publish about 36 or 35 books a year. Um, some of the new books that we've got coming up, we've got um, the Artist Journal Workshop, which is actually in stores now, and that is from Kathy Johnson, who's a watercolor artist and an avid uh, recorder of life in her journal. So that's a very, very, um, very nice book, and it's a collection of different journal takes that um, – she has collected and created, and there's some watercolor and drawing instruction in there as well. Kathy's written about, oh, I want to say seven or eight books for us at this point, and she always does a great job of conveying um, some wonderful ideas and inspiring um, instruction in her books. So that's available now. Um, we also have a couple other books for the Northlight audience that are that would might be of interest. One is Drawing and Painting Trees in the Landscape by Claudia Nice. And that's a, basically it's a an all medium book where she will take you through the different types of trees. So if you want to, you know, sort of compare and contrast how um, a beech tree might be to an oak and how to render those and other trees, it's a great reference book for that. And that comes out um, the beginning of September. 
And then the third book I wanted to mention was Experimental Painting, which is for all of those creativity buffs out there. It's an inspirational approach to mixed media within the art world. So Lisa Sear is the author of that, and this is her second book with us. She uses a lot of techniques, um, a lot of traditional art materials are used, but she also ventures into the digital realm and how you can use some technology into some of your pieces. And you don't have to use the technology. There's plenty of other um, traditional um, techniques in there as well, but she really does go into how to make sort of that layered look in art that you see in a lot of uh, contemporary painting. So that's what's new on the book front. Um, okay. We also, yeah, so those are just three. That book comes out in October. Um, okay. So look for look for that. And then in September, we have our Acrylic Artist Magazine, which will be on newsstands in uh, mid-September. And I'm really excited about this because this is the second issue of Acrylic Artist. The first one flew off the newsstands, and people were so excited. You know, one of the things we do is we have magazines dedicated to watercolor and pastel, and we get a lot of requests for acrylic among other things, but we really have seen a lot of movement in the acrylic medium area over the past few years, and we really felt like we wanted to give the acrylic readers a low-price reference that they can use to help improve their art. And the response we got to the first one, which was um, available last September in 2010, was so enormous that we wanted to release another one this year. So if things go well, maybe we can make that a more frequent occurrence. That's the kind of the magazine. Yeah, that, yeah, that's it's pretty exciting. And then I, the thing I think I'm most excited about right now is um, we are launching a critique service, which is based um, on some input we've had from people that come to us through our competitions. So we have a lot of competitions every year, and of course we have more people who don't win than people who win. And we always get asked, well, how do I, what can I do to, you know, have a better shot at my at the competitions. And so what we've decided to do is we're going to partner with some of our um, more well-known um, artists who give workshops or teach lessons, and we're ha asking them to actually critique people's work. So this is a paid service. People can sign up, and what they would do is they'd send in at least three paintings. They can submit up to ten, but we'll critique three of them specifically. And the critiquer will give a general overview of the work and then give some specific comments on three of those pieces. And it will be done through email. Um, and so hopefully you know, people will be able to improve their art and get something out of the service. And I think it's also you know, their chance to get some direct advice from a workshop instructor whom they may be interested in working with at a, you know, at a later date or are currently working with. So I'm really excited. That launches at the end of July. Oh, okay. So that's just around the corner, actually. Absolutely, yes. We've been, we've been working on it for about the last uh, six months. Wow. Well, congratulations. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. So I'm pretty excited about it. Um, I remember, and I remember you doing a. Um, you used, well, there was a. I remember you did one, and I was a part of it actually. You and Maureen critiqued. It was almost like a webinar. Are you still doing that too? Correct. You know, we changed our. It, this was an idea that is actually related to that. We found what was difficult with that is that, um, you know, we asked people to pay to for basically three-minute comments from Maureen and I, and we thought that, um, 
you know, the response was okay, but really not worth doing again and again. And we thought, well, what a, a better way might be to actually give people some written critiques about their paintings that mm-hmm. they can go back and refer to. Because, you know, one or two minutes um, over the phone isn't really the same as having information written down. And it also gives the critiquer more time to assess what's going on in the painting and to really see more of the work. Because it's hard to just kind of dip in and look at one or two paintings and say, oh, well, here are your challenges. If you can see a body of work, you can say, well, I'm consistently seeing that you – you know, you're ignoring this area of of the paintings again and again. So maybe you need to focus on that. Or, um, you know, you, you need to consistently work on your um, foreground, middle ground, and background because they're they're sort of not differentiated enough. So I think that ha- by having a larger body of work and actually writing down the advice, it's going to be more meaningful to people and and more useful. Oh yeah, I mean, I absolutely agree. I can remember. Um and it still happens today whenever I get critiqued by, by someone, especially somebody like Kevin or, or you know, other like your workshop instructors that will be doing this critique. When it's live, you get this, like, deer-in-the-headlight stance. You, you, just, you don't hear anything. You don't see anything. I mean, you're just so worried about what possibly could be said, good or bad, about your paintings in front of, you know, other people that you tend not to... Um, to hear that, which is always good to, to hear other people's critiques because then maybe you can actually have a chance to learn from those. But, it's, you know, I think having it written down in front of people is is, um, is really important because it gives, does give them a chance to go back and study what's been said and look at their paintings and not have that pressure of hearing it live and trying to absorb everything while you're also, you know, your heart's pounding in your throat. So. Absolutely. I know that when I've given critiques at different shows across the country, sometimes we'll have um, individual sessions where we'll spend 10 minutes with a person. And I'm always impressed when people take notes because I feel like they're um, they're really paying attention and I feel like they're getting they're making the most out of their time. So by having it written down, I think there's definitely a benefit. Right. And, um, and you, you do work with Southwest artists as well. Is there anything new coming up with them? Right, you know, I think the most um I think most of most people think of F and W as art instruction only, you know, because we've got the artist magazine and Northlight Books and and the artistnetwork.com and Artist Network TV. Well, we acquired um, Southwest Art in January of 2009, and I have to say, it really has added a new dimension to our business, um, and especially to my job because they focus on connecting collectors with artists and galleries. So they, um, they've they been a great addition for me because I get to travel to some wonderful places like Santa Fe and Albuquerque and Denver and <laughs> Phoenix, um, which is certainly a nice change from the Midwest. And also, you know, I get to see a different um, range of artists, although we do have quite a bit of overlap between the publications. There are some artists that are featured in Southwest Art that are different. Um mm-hmm. The other nice thing is Southwest Art, once they came into the F&W family, we launched a competition called the Artistic Excellence Contest, which is open right now. So that's the main big thing with them that's going on right now. We went through a website redesign earlier this year, so if your um, listeners haven't been to southwestart.com, they should certainly check it out because I, I – think that it's a much better organized site and you can find the um, information on the artist a lot more easily than before. 
So it's just, it's just oh. a it's a it's it's a great um, magazine to work with too. Okay, and real quickly, you've got a couple competitions open that folks can apply to. We do, we do. We've got um, we have five open right now, believe it or not, and this has to do with how segmented we are within our community. So I mentioned the artistic excellence competition with Southwest Art. We also have the Pastel 100, which is related to the Pastel Journal. We have a water media showcase, which is related to Watercolor Artist Magazine, and that accepts uh, watercolor and acrylic. And then the Artist Magazine has a couple of competitions. One is their all-media contest, which uh, they accept works of all media, just a sort of a general competition. And then they've got the Artist Magazine Over 60, where we celebrate artists who may have entered the um, world of art a little bit later in life, and we're, we like to sort of highlight to see what those people are doing. And then, of course, we've got, um, we actually have one more, which is a competition that's open to everything, which is our action art competition. And this one's really different because it's basically, it's a video competition. So we're looking for people's entertaining or informative um, videos on art and you know we've got a competition on it. We'll see what we get. We're kind of excited. We we'd love to see what people are doing um, while filming their art. So it should be kind of fun to see if um, our artists are using uh, video as a new medium. And you can learn all about you can learn about all of those competitions on our website artistsnetwork.com. And that sort of that site is the hub for all of our publications. So if you go to artistsnetwork.com and just go to backslash competitions, it'll take you there and you can learn all about them. Okay, we've got about five minutes left, Jamie, and I know folks are sitting out there wanting me to ask the question, um, just how can an artist get published? And, and if you could also talk a little bit about how important writing skills are for artists. Uh, I know you right. see a lot of applications and sort of suggestions, submissions, and all of that. So give us some advice. Okay. So first, uh, I want to say to get into any of the magazines or into any of our books, you know, you have to make art that's not only good, but it also has to be unique. Um, we really look for people who have their own voice and have their own take on painting or drawing. That said, you, there are some very practical things that you can do that help us stand out. Um, one, I think you need to remember to treat um, your art career as a business. Um, you know, you need to have things like a website. One of the first things our editors do whenever something comes across their desk is they go and they, they go to Google and they look the person up. So if you, when you send in a query um, or a, a submission for a book, please include your website. And a website is not a Facebook page. A website is a, is a site that hosts your work and tells a little bit about you. Because um, that's the first place they're going to look. And they're, they're also going to look to see if you've got a consistent body of work. The other thing is I think you also, um, you know, you need to set your goals about what you want to do with your career and, and show some progress in that. You know, we're much more likely to feature somebody who who is more established. And by that, I mean who has at least been making art and been in the overall art community for, you know, three to five years. We do sometimes feature up-and-coming people, especially in Southwest Art. They've got a a competition called 21 Under 31 where we feature artists under the age of 31 basically who are up and coming or emerging. So we do look at those people occasionally, but in general when we look at 
at artists to feature. We like people who have proven that they can make it in the business and they are um, working in the business and making connections. And I think, again, uh, again, just to reiterate, making connections is really good. Networking is very, very important. So, you know, it might take a few um, submissions to get through, um, but if your art is good and you're consistent, that um, you, you have a better chance. And the other thing is, when you contact us, you need to be able to write coherently. You don't have to be a perfect grammarian or, or um, you know, it doesn't have to be inspiring prose, but it just has to be very clear about who you are, what your goals, and what you think you can present as an idea through the magazine or the book. So we really do sort of like look at what is the hook that you're presenting. And I encourage people that, you know, if, if you you can – if you're an expert on one thing, but you can do two other things really well, talk about the thing you're really the most interested in, but then include a short paragraph about other areas where you have some expertise. Because I think that one of the the ways that people limit themselves is they they don't tell about their whole range. They get one idea in their head and they want to stick to that idea. But if you can come up with something related that you're good at, you have to be able to be good at it. You can't be fudging a little bit there. Um, we're much more likely to look at that that person as being available into the program plan through the editorial calendar. Because the thing is, is that you might have a great idea and you might be a great artist, but if we just covered that idea, we're not going to cover it again for a year at least. So if you have a great idea and then two other ideas and we happen to be looking for one of those ideas, you have a much better shot at going to the top of the line. Because it's not only just about good art, it's also about making a, a an interesting and um, and unique presentation to the readers each month. You know, we don't want to hit them over with the same ideas again and again. Our job's really to, to inspire them and instruct them and provide them with um, you know, a good learning opportunity. Great advice. I wrote about, I was writing while you were talking, and I had about seven key issues there that, that they need to do. Hopefully people will listen to this when it's taped and, and really take time to hear everything that you said. I mean, it, it, it does really go back to um, not only do you have to be a good painter artist, you have to be a good business person artist um, in order for you to, to actually take notice of somebody. Absolutely, and I think you also have to be aware of who you're, whether it's one of our magazines or another, who you're approaching and what have they been doing. You know, if if you think about how the editorial calendar works, we're basically we plan a whole year at a time, starting in the summer. So we usually have at least 12 months of of what we're looking for planned before we start getting submissions. So you might fall into that that 12 or 18 month timeline and who knows where your idea is going to fall or if it's even something we're looking for. So it may be another 12 months before we even would consider it. Um, so patience I think is a big part as well. <laughs> of course, it always is with yeah. business. But I mean, it just, to me, Jamie, it just goes to show um, how, and I don't mean this in a bad way, how big the company is. I mean, this, when I think about P&G, you know, it, it was the same thing. You're a well-oiled machine. You're working with, you know, one-year goals, two-year goals, you know, all of those things that are out there um, that you're working towards, and you have to have all this planning in place to to execute it. 
Absolutely. And, you know, being in our magazine business, part of that is advertising because we like to um, we like to present ads that are meaningful to our readership. But in order to do that, we need to have some planning ahead of time. So if we know we're doing a special feature on acrylic in um, the September issue, that's something our salespeople need to know about probably about six months ahead of time. Right. Okay, well, we're down to about a minute and 45 seconds to go, so I would really like to take this opportunity to thank you for taking time out of your busy day to be with us. Well, thank you, Linda, for having me. It's been a wonderful half an hour to spend with you and your listeners, and I hope that um, you'll consider having me on again. I can talk about my business for hours and hours and hours. Um, well, like, yeah, absolutely. We'd love to have you on again. I'm sure our users, our users, our listeners, could uh, would actually benefit from from hearing you talk some more about all the stuff that goes on at F and W. Um, but uh, you know, again, the advice the advice that you gave in the last five minutes of the show, um, if you don't mind, I'll probably write up a blog and uh, you know trying to type out some stuff. I may run it past you in an email so that we can make sure that we're on the same track, uh, that I didn't misquote something. Uh, but I think that would that, be an excellent blog for Ammo as well. That would be great. We actually give a presentation that's about two hours long on how to get published. So I can um, certainly help you out with that and even give you some contact yeah. points where people can reach us if they'd like to. Okay, yeah, we'll do that, and I, there's a link or something that we can include in the blog. We'd be glad to do that as well. So um, very quickly, because we've got about 30 seconds left, I just want to remind everybody our next show will be August 19th at 12 noon Eastern, and it will be Ask Kevin Your Question, the thing you always, always wanted to ask Kevin. Um, and so that's, at, again, at 12 noon on August 19th. And have a great summer, everyone. I know August is a really busy month for everybody. But have a great summer. Keep painting. And the next challenge will be coming up, too. So keep in tune with the Ammo blog for that. Thanks again, Jamie. And have a good day, everyone.